helping you find your happy place in beautiful Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Lake CDA Real Estate is a team of successful professionals committed to helping you elevate your quality of life. Every team member is a trusted real estate advisor who is well-connected, well-informed, customer-focused, and community-minded. Our website is a wealth of information. Go to lakecdarealestate.com for everything you need to know about Coeur d'Alene Real Estate. Whether you are buying, selling, or investing, we promise to provide you with a five-star service every step of the way. Good morning, afternoon, and evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Scooter Gillis with Lake CDA Real Estate. I'm here with our infamous leader, Michelle Garcia. Hello, hello. And uh, unfortunately, or fortunately, however you want to take it, it's me and Michelle in the studio today. Corey is um, out on business, uh, traveling. Uh, Jared Bonnie Bonbon is um, uh, busy on other things as well. So you get us two. Um, I hope you're excited about that. <laughs> this is actually going to be a great talk, I think. Uh, Why is that? Well, that's because we're going to do a deep dive on vacation rental properties and in how to invest in a vacation rental property in the Coeur d'Alene market. So, so grab your scuba gear <laughs> and your snorkel. Right. And let's dive in. All right. All right. Here we go. <laughs> So um, this topic comes up on a regular basis because we're in a resort community. And um, obviously we're on the map. So And how are we on the map? Well, hmm. you know, Wall Street Journal, you all know. these other publications. CNN, like I watch them. But we're on there. <laughs> <laughs> and it just keeps coming up over and over. There's some other specialty sites I've seen uh, something on Forbes.com where they were talking about wealthy um, places or places where the wealthy people are selecting to retire. And Coeur d'Alene's on that list as well. Nice. So it's, um, it's a thing, right? So, s but as you know, we have the four seasons. Um, not everybody likes to be here during the colder months. So some people are buying second homes and they just keep it a second home and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But not everybody wants to do that, right? So uh, one other option is to have um, a vacation rental while you're gone, and then you can use it for yourself. So we're not just talking about uh, a condo at a ski resort. So basically you go up and enjoy your summer on a mountain. Right. We're talking about like just regular houses and decent locations within our city or in our area. Right. And it could be it could be either or, right? You can have that, like Schweitzer is a good example. Um, they have condos up there, mm -hmm. but uh, it's pretty dead up there. You're up on a mountain. It's pretty remote. It's not like you have grocery stores and schools, and you're going to live your daily life. Uh, you're probably if you have a condo up there, um, it's a very different, you know, daily living than if you're down, say in. Uh, downtown Coeur d'Alene or uh, Hayden Lake or mm -hmm. something like that, right? So this is more geared toward um, someone who's interested in learning more about investing in a vacation rental property, um, whether they're going to use it themselves or not, right? So uh, that's an option. You can use it yourself if you're not here full time, but um, 
there's some things that you should be aware of, especially if you've never done it before. Um, and so that's what I wanted to dive into. So, yeah, all right. let's do it. All right, so I have a bunch of bullet points, and I'm going to post this on my on the website, lakecdarealestate.com. Uh, so if you go there and just do a search under articles for vacation rentals, you'll, you'll find this. Um, so I'm just going to go through some of these bullet points, but, Let's and there's a lot of them. But I'll yeah. pick your brain on a few of them because I'm interested in all this too. Yeah. So um, obviously the potential in resort areas like ours is quite high, especially for the busy season, especially in Coeur d'Alene. So I mentioned Hayden Lake. There's also Post Falls. There's Rathdrum. There's some other surrounding cities. Um, but the, the lion's share of the advertising and the people who are not from our market that are wanting to vacation here maybe, you know, sometimes you'll get locals mm-hmm. doing, um, getting a vacation rental, you know, just for themselves for a week or whatever. But a lot of times it's people out of the area, right, right. is who you're targeting. Um and Coeur d'Alene, between the resort and all the press we're getting, that's um, kind of the hot spot of where people are doing their searches on Google. Right. And, and if, if you if you take a, a lakeside road at any time during the summer, you will understand why. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's gorgeous. Yeah. Or the boat traffic. And the funny thing is Coeur d'Alene is spelled funny, so... <laughs> there's all these different spellings where you know if you're talking about google searches but french you'll you'll what find is it? it is it french <laughs> it is french like fries uh i think french fries are not from france Did they're it? from greece <laughs> <laughs> got them <laughs> That's uh, a good da- dad joke dad yeah walked, walked you right into that one so, no, yeah, Coeur d'Alene is hard to spell. I misspelled it when I was filling out applications. Oh, I, I moved time. here a year before I like <laughs> actually knew knew how to spell yeah. it. So, by the way, it is C O E U R D A L E N E. You forgot the apostrophe between the D and the A. Okay. De Elaine, like of Elaine. So, yeah. um, so the the potential because of the summer months um, is quite high, and you've got. And that really is the busy season is um, June, July, August, September. And uh, really of those, July and August are going to be your more high traffic. um, Mm -hmm. And that's where you can charge the most as well. Because if you're going to be a vacation rental owner, you're going to need to understand their cycles, right? So the busy season, maybe even... On Iron Man week, which, by the way, Iron Man is back. Iron Man's back. I grew up wearing their watches. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. I didn't know they My dad has a watch that he bought in, like, 1998. Is that the same thing? The Iron Man triathlon? Yeah, Yeah, because it's got all the stuff on it. Like, I don't don't do Iron Man. I'm not an Iron Man. Well, it's a big draw for our community for the week that it's here. So if you have a property that... Some people just move out for that week and rent their property yeah. just to capture capture that. But um, anyway, so those are that's the busy season, and there's there's things you can do um, in the off season. It's not like you shut down, right? So when I say off season, let's say October through May. Yeah, um, you can either we're getting so busy now that. 
you might be able to still do like a weekly, but see that's I'm playing the devil's advocate on that because I wouldn't call I, now that we're on the map, right? Mm-hmm. Now that we're um, known nationally for uh, our beauty, our tourism, and our real estate growth, mm-hmm. um, we become an investor type uh, destination at that point. If you come up here in October, I promise you, you're going to want to come back next autumn and and see how beautiful it is. When you look across the lake and the mountains are just um, pixeled with all the colors of autumn mm-hmm. and uh, people are still out enjoying their um, afternoons and evenings on the boats and it's just amazing. So once, once, to me, if somebody got a taste of that, they're here, that, that just extends the hotness of the season to me. It does, however, it can get pretty cold in October. Yeah. I mean, oh, we've had snow. It's pretty, pretty nippy out there. So. Halloween, you're usually walking around in ice and snow at, at night. So. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's just something to be aware of. And if someone's coming for the boating season and, you know, all the water sports, and mm-hmm. um, so it, it's, it's a thing. But what I'm saying is because we're, on the map and because we're getting more busy you you might be able to get away with rather than doing a monthly rental in the off season maybe going week to week Um, but if you don't want to think about it too much you could either do a month or three months at a time or even some people do nine months they do a nine month lease so that they don't have to think about anything as the owner and um but of course you know you're if you do one month, you'll get more per month out of that. You know, so if you're more concerned about how much income you're getting, you might want to stick with the month to month on your off season. Well, plus and two. it's the same with the, actually the busy season. If you um, want to stay easy, you can rent a property for a whole month in say June or July or August. Um, You'll probably make less, but you won't have to deal with all the turns, right? You but you have fillers, too. We've got a pretty big growing hospital here. Yes. Um, um, teacher uh, schools are popping up everywhere. So teachers are um, applying and uh, getting accepted to jobs, and they need a place to live right away right. Uh, with their families. So you have fillers in that uh, aspect where people c- can come up and get some part-time um habitation right and then move on to their purchase right and so some of that um if you might consider that like an executive rental rather yeah, than a vacation yeah. rental right um and it's pretty common for executive rentals to not uh to not be like a long-term lease like 12 months let's say it might be more common to do a month to month or maybe six months um, but there's so many other scenarios. But what's your take on like having, so, so say if I bought a vacation rental property, what's your take on, um, doing, making it all of those. So in the summer I do a, a like an, an Airbnb type situation where yes. I, I, I rent it out weekendish, And then when it, the off season, the July and, and August pass, mm-hmm. I open it up to that other. Can you do that? Yeah, of course. Huh. Um, so part of that depends on who's managing the property. If you want to manage it yourself, you can obviously do whatever you want. If you want to toggle back and forth, some com- some vacation rental management companies don't like 
going back and forth like that. They want it one or the other because it's easier for them, right? Yeah. Um, other ones will will toggle back and forth between long term and short term, just because of the nature of our area and you know everything we just talked about. Um, and then there's some property management companies that only do long term. They don't want to even touch the vacation rental market. Um, and so I'll just touch on the difference of those types of management companies. You're going to spend about um, somewhere in our local market uh, between seven and ten percent for a long term management company. Um, That's not bad. A, yeah, it's not bad. Um, whereas a vacation rental management company is much higher. The lowest I've heard anywhere in this local area is 20%, and that's a kind of unique situation. Um, the more common uh, percentage rates that I've heard is more like 35%. Because that's a hustle. I mean, they're turning stuff over weekend, every yeah, weekend. Yeah, and it's not just the turn. So when you you know, when you know rent a, an Airbnb, let's say, and you're um, – you're occupying it, let's say a week or whatever. You're paying that cleaning fee. You, as the, as the occupant, um, the guest is paying that cleaning fee. So it's not like the management company is paying that or the owner. It's the people staying there. However, it's the management of making sure it gets um, cleaned, making sure the cleaning people, when they don't show up, you have a backup, or maybe whoever's managing it knows. It's got to get done, so they might be the one doing it. Yeah. Um, so it's all of that headache, but it's also the bigger piece, I think, is the marketing of that property. So if you if you live local, it's an option for you to do the managing yourself, right? Like you can go post it on Airbnb or the other sites um, like VRBO. There's some other local companies. Vacation Rental Authority is one. Um, but it's not just a post on there. It's not it's like you not, get on Facebook Marketplace and post something for sale. It's a different kind of marketing. You got to put some time into it, exactly right? Exactly right. And um, that's my point: is that there's is, as high as that fee sounds, and I've heard some companies charge as much as fifty percent, five zero. No, it's a lot. But um, that particular one was in a different market, but they were in a kind of like vacation only type mm-hmm. of town where um, the owners, it was almost like it didn't matter. Um, well, I shouldn't say that. But the point is it, the price was acceptable to the people they were um, serving, the owners and investors, because um, it was such a seasonal town, and it's kind of gravy. Like right. it's just all gravy. Over but, and above so, you so, having this extra property that you own that you're going to own anyway, right? Yeah. So what if you say um, local investor, right? And you buy two houses down off of Sherman. Mm-hmm. And Sherman is uh, the big drive downtown. Kind of like our main street. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And um, so I had two properties off of Sherman. So I live locally. And I'm able to go in and turn those um, supply sheets and, you know, clean the dishes, that kind of stuff, vacuum. Um, But I suck at marketing, but I suck at the tech part. Are there companies out there that will allow you to do the turn and take care of your marketing for you? Is that a separate kind of thing? You know, um, you could probably, we're we're a small town, right? So 
You could probably hit up the different management companies in town and ask them if they would do kind of that hybrid situation for you. Um, the The cleaning is actually one of the harder things to handle. Yeah. And so, um, so vice they versa, might though. What if you're that. good at one and good at the right. other? They might welcome that. I, I would just ask. Okay. I would ask. Cool. My point with all of this, um, so you mentioned like the nurses or other types of executives, let's say, that need a vacation rental. Um, that might be good for an area that's not like in your prime location, right? So if you're doing a an Airbnb and uh, like you want to charge the highest rent, the highest rates possible um, for a short term rental, you're going to want to be in one of the most desirable areas, right? Locations, yeah. It's that's that's a thing. So um, one of the keys with Coeur d'Alene and vacation rentals is can you walk to downtown? So if it's walkable to downtown, that's golden. Or bike. Or bike. Bike. Biking to downtown is good. Walking distance is better. And being right in the heart of everything is the most ideal. Or being right on the water, right? Mm, So if you have a waterfront home, that's a whole different animal. However, there's not a ton of waterfront homes where you're in close to town. Um, So a lot of your waterfront stuff for Coeur d'Alene is going to be out of town where you're driving 15 to 30 minutes maybe um, if you're on the other side of the lake on the east side um, that's going to be maybe an hour or 45 minutes right so you might be on the water which is awesome and and so that's the trade-off yeah but now if you have something let's say down at Sanders Beach um, you might be able to fetch just as much for a large home that sleeps a lot of people. And so that's another thing, right? How much you charge is very much dependent on how many people you can sleep comfortably in that property. And I would just suggest, um, speaking of the sleeping arrangements, it's all super clear on Airbnb. Like it'll tell you how many bedrooms and how many beds are in each bedroom. Mm -hmm. And obviously you're showing pictures of all of these things. Um, but, you know, it, it's not a matter of just stacking them in and putting, you know, two or three bunk beds in every room. Like, that's not comfortable. Um, but Do you think people care about that? For sure. It depends well, on the type say, of property. So, again. Say me and my, I'm 28 and say me and my, a few of my buddies, um, we're all single and we want to come to Coeur d'Alene and visit the lake and everything like that. And there's seven of us. Yeah. Um, do you think we care about sardinish conditions so you as the owner now put your owner hat on do you want to attract a bunch of bachelors or you know do you really want to stack as many people in that house as possible probably not right because they're going to wreck your house come Um, home and you find a tiger in the bathroom bachelor parties (laughs) i've literally heard of there was a community um they, the HOA did not disallow short-term rentals. They just didn't address it. Mm-hmm. And so there was one house that was a vacation rental, and the neighbors hated it because um, it was like wild parties and bad things happening out on the dock in open public where all the We're kids going could shrieking. see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Home Depot. I mean, <laughs> and so that actually brings up the HOA piece, right? So there's... Um, there's some things you need to be aware of when you're buying a property for the purpose of vacation rental is obviously it needs to be allowed in that neighborhood. So 
There's places, even downtown Coeur d'Alene, although they don't have an HOA, um, it wouldn't be allowed. Whereas um, there's other places that do have an HOA um, that do allow, right? So down at Riverstone, um, you've got condos, single-family homes, apartments. um, And I want to touch on it here again, though, just because this is, um, you know, trying to give all the information in one podcast here. Um, Riverstone condos, you can do the vacation rentals in short term. Um, as well as the single-family homes, which are different builders, but it's um, and Belle Reve, same thing. Mm-hmm. But because there's an HOA, someday that could change, right? Or some um, the gentleman I was talking about, um, uh, if it was on a certain street, the HOA didn't allow it. If it was on a private road, there was no vacation rental type um, allowance, but if it was on a public road, um, then it was cool. And we're talking about houses that back up to each other. So in the new builds, I I talked to you about that a while ago, but um, yeah, so it's definitely, and business plug, that's why you need a good realtor. Right. um, (laughs) Scootergillis.com. But uh, like literally um, every client that I have buying or selling, um, it's a quick call title company to get all your CCNRs all your HOA documents and yeah. stuff like that. And then we sift through them with you or for you yeah. and point out those different things. So, um, but they're just knowing that you're buying in an HOA community. It's, it's not like it's easy to make that change. Um, you know, it would, it would be a big deal for that change to happen, but mm-hmm. it is possible. Um, so that's something to be aware of. There's the other side of that is there's other communities, um, Riverside Harbor over in Post Falls, is a good example where that place is gorgeous. I know it's cool. Oh my goodness! It's um, it's a nice community. Um, I would I would say for sure there's some vacation homes in there, but they. My understanding last time I checked, which was like a year or two ago, um, is they don't allow vacation short term rentals. But guess what? People do it, and I don't know. I mean. I think it's just not really enforced or mm-hmm. whatever. I, yeah. I think it's not a problem, right? But if there was... Or the HOA president owns one. <laughs> <laughs> that could be. <laughs> Calling Corey him out. <laughs> <laughs> Calling him out. <laughs> but um, so there's just, there's a lot to consider. Um, but it is, it's definitely lucrative. And so l- just talking about the numbers real quick. You could rent a house here, you know, a nice three-bedroom, two-bath house, let's say down at Sanders Beach or somewhere, the Garden District or somewhere in that downtown area, um, what, 2000 2500 mm. 3000 somewhere around there for long-term, right? Yeah. Um, we'll try that for a weekend. But you <laughs> could rent that same house if it's furnished and very nicely and things are great. I mean, you could rent for... Twelve, fifteen thousand, like for the month, or, or if you do, if you did, um, depends on how much it's occupied, right? So that's the other piece, and that's where the management companies um, sometimes can do a better job than an individual owner that's right. just starting out um, is keeping that thing occupied. So that's kind of why. Um, I like the the month rental because you know someone's paying for a whole month rather than um, three days here, off four days, another three days, off 
two days and back and forth, it's um, it can be a little more sporadic. So but the smarts you, of it on a month to month are more money, less work. That's the smart but, of it, you know. Yeah, you're not turning it over as much. Right. There's less advertising. Yeah. You're getting um, more money, not based on the amount of money for renting it, but based on the amount, the percentages you're you're paying somebody to yes. do all that for you. So you're getting. Um, it's hard to say more money than you would on it because you're making a full small fortune on the the quick turnover stuff. Well, but, that's the thing, right? Yeah. Like so you it's gotta, a, it's just you what you want. Pencil it out um, yeah. and and figure out because guess what? On a long long term rental where you don't have to furnish it with really nice, I mean, to get those higher rates and if it's a very nice home, very large, I mean, you can get over thirty thousand dollars for one month. I mean, that's yeah, not kidding. That happens and it's not un. I mean, I wouldn't say it's common, but it's not uncommon. But um, but guess what? That everything better be perfect in there. Oh yeah. Everything better better be luxury and nice, per, you know, awesome, high quality luxury linens, um, toiletries. The all of it's got to be furnished. Home alone reaction when you walk in. <gasps> yeah. Um, Hands and of to course, the face. you know the plates and silverware and just everything needs yep. to be all dialed in. Um, and don't forget, you need to provide all of the um, utilities, right? So, and you got to with your upscale furniture and sheets yes. and all that jazz. You got to have upscale um, amenities, right? High and speed internet, yes, for sure. Uh, for any streaming capabilities or people who still need to work while on vacation, right? Um, or if you do. Mm, HBO, that kind of jazz. People like to chill and watch movies, right. uh, any kind of, or just be able to log into their own systems that they have, streaming capabilities that they have at their own home. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so there's all those costs. So you got to count those costs along with the management company and um, figure out, you know, is it worth it to you to do it yourself or to have someone do it for you? Obviously, if you're not in the area, you've got to have someone do it for you or just do a long-term rental and forget all this, but um, those are the things you need to kind of consider. Um, the other thing is the with the location. I I like the idea of this um, asymmetrical risk. Yeah, I saw that your bullet point on here. That um, you're getting out of my uh, <laughs> my vocabulary. <laughs> so just thinking along the lines of um, making the risk as small as possible. And so your reward is is high, and so it's like an upside-down triangle, right? So your rewards are, if you pick a good location like a Garden District, a Sanders Beach, Riverstone, um, you can do a lot of different things with those properties. So right? in the risk folder, you're talking about the so your risk HOA scenario where you're not worried about... Um, backlash or anything like that or fines or uh, what do you mean by risk so so let's say you decide you don't like this business and this is just way too much headache uh, for you what gotcha. are you going to do with that property sell it. so you could sell it you if it's in a let's say it's in sanders beach or fort grounds mm -hmm. you could sell it in a heartbeat anyone will buy something down there i mean not you know you'll, you'll be able to Most move it everyone. quickly um <laughs> You could rent it short term. You could rent it long term. You could 
Um, so switch the tag from vacation rental to just regular rental. Right. Okay. Or or sell it in a heartbeat. Yeah. Now, if you, let's say you bought something on the water um, down in St. Mary's. Well, that's not going to, it's on the water. That's awesome. But it's not going to move St. Mary's. like it would yeah. if it was right in town. So I'm just saying, you know, look at your risks, look at your rewards, figure out what makes sense for you. And again, we can help you with that. Right. Yeah. Um, Talk about, um, talking about risk and stuff like that and location where you uh, select in neighborhoods what you look for. Like I see barking dog on here. Yeah, so that's just one of the little weird things that could ruin your vacation rental. What if, what if... You bought it, you furnished it, maybe you're remote and you're not even physically here, so you're having someone do that for you, and you get all these bad reviews because there's a barking dog next door that won't shut up. Quick story, um, not in the vacation rental business, but even just selling in real estate. I had a couple buyers. We went to a home um, over a a million, uh, 1.5, and home is absolutely gorgeous up in the Hayden Lake area. And we're viewing the property or whatever, and we step out back on this beautiful deck overlooking like um, maybe a a quarter of an acre of forest and stuff that they had. And there was deer walking back there Mm -hmm. the entire time. Yap, 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 from the the neighbor's dog. And my client was like, you think that dog barks like that all day? I was like, it kind of sounds like it. It literally is a thing. And it's annoying. And that's why most law enforcement agencies or code enforcement Cities who have code enforcement have a fine mm-hmm. for that reason. Yeah. So it's huge turnoff. Right. Huge. Right. And you would get bad reviews, and obviously the reviews 100%. is what you're after. Yeah. In this business, you have to have good reviews. And speaking of that, um, when you're first starting out, it's, you know, they suggest that you start with a lower price point so that you can get some people in there really for the purpose of getting those reviews. And because that's everything. I mean, we all do it. You know, you want to check it out and see what other people are saying. And so um, so that piece is really important for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's because you have it on here twice. The barking dogs nearby and then allowing. Well, actually, uh, if they allow pets or not. Because a lot of people nowadays travel with their dogs. Yeah. Service animals or whatever. For your sure. ferrets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a different <laughs> issue for sure. And. Uh, that's just a personal choice, but it's something you need to spell out right up front is um, I like the idea of allowing pets. It, it is a little bit harder on the property over the long term, but the quality of people, I think so many people love their pets. Oh, yeah. And um, I know my mom's not leaving her house any any mm-hmm. time without her uh, little Cooper. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and so... Like the Coeur d'Alene Resort, they allow pets in there. Yeah. You see dogs walking down the hallway. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, but that's a personal choice. Some people might say, um, okay, dogs are okay, or, or a small dog, or Do two. Do not bring your cat. Two in small my house. dogs. <laughs> <laughs> but believe it or not, some people oh, want to yeah. bring their cats. <laughs> so um, as a vacation rental person, I don't know, I'm jumping around here. I'm probably that's just okay. driving you nuts. But, um, as a vacation rental guy, think of all these things, right? You're talking about location. You're talking about um, uh, pets. You're, we, we brought up the bachelor scenario. Do mm-hmm. you want to be uh, attracting those type? Well, what if I want to attract as much as I possibly can? Um, with all those thoughts in mind, I start thinking about liability. I start thinking about 
um, insurance? Like, is it, am I covering my house and my drywall that gets busted from somebody drunkenly punching a hole in the wall or throwing furniture or mm-hmm. whatever the heck goes on? The tiger scratching the, <laughs> the walls in the bathroom. Yeah. Um, so I start thinking about different liability scenarios or what kind of insurance do I need to tote on uh, on the house uh, because it's a vacation rental. Right. It's an awesome question, and the short answer is it depends. And my short answer is call your insurance guy <laughs> or girl because there's different scenarios. Right. If, if this is full-time, 100% a vacation rental property, they would insure it differently than if this was your second home that you now and then right. vacation rental. They even finance those differently, correct? Um. There's as a second home or as yes, a, yes. Yeah. Or as a purely income-based uh, real estate. Correct. Versus a second home or uh, a yes. half and half. Cool. Yeah, so you can, um, and again, talk to your lender, and it depends on um, the type of lender you have as well. So, you know, as, uh, your banker who can offer you products that only their bank offers might have different options than, say, your mortgage broker or your credit union. So I would just um, ask your lender friends or, you know, we can recommend some people. In fact, I'm going to do a whole talk on the financing for second homes um, separate with one of my people. Um, And so that'll be, I can link to that in in this post or wherever you find this. Um, If you go to lakecdarealestate.com and find uh, this page, I'll link over to the other because I will right. be providing several resources. But it's a good, um, it's different depending on how much you're going to use it as your own property versus a vacation rental. So if it's pure vacation rental, it's just an investment property. And so your financing is different, your insurance is different than as, than as if it's a second home. And the, the vacation rental um, industry is becoming so huge, uh, pretty much nationwide, but a lot in our community. Um, that lenders are educating themselves on different uh, avenues of finance for those. So if you want to just use the vacation uh, property as strictly vacation rental and strictly investment or income uh, potential, then they're educating themselves because of how um, how populous the market is getting with these right. the different real estate. I mean, it, I've got Hulu, right? John Legend is on Hulu advertising for Airbnb. Right. Or uh, VRBO, I'm sorry. He's av- it's his yes. voice. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. I mean, oh, John no, Legend seen, just ain't going to sign up for nothing. I watch, I watch the voice all the time. Yeah. <laughs> John they have, Team Legend. They have uh, <laughs> commercials. Yeah, he's doing their commercials. Yeah. It's big. Um, but speaking of the lending and the insurance is also the other consideration is your the tax implications. Ooh. And so um, that's a call to your CPA. Uh, to figure out how, you know, what this is going to look like if you end up having some good income on this property. Um, so taxes on the income, not taxes on the real estate. Um, yeah, taxes on the real estate, that, that'll, so if you're not occupying this property, in our area we have what we call a homeowner's exemption. Yeah. And so um, in Idaho, uh, most areas, up to $100,000. If you li- if it's your primary residence, you live in the home, um, you can exempt a hundred thousand of so if you have a six hundred thousand dollar home, you're paying taxes. You're taxed it on five hundred. You're taxed on right. five. Um, so if you're doing a vacation rental, you you likely will not get that exemption, um, and so you'll pay whatever 
anybody, any investor would pay on okay. so it's as far as your property taxes, but I'm talking about income. income. Yeah, you're going to be taxed a little bit differently on, on specific income. But just to touch on the taxes on the real estate, you're not paying a tax because you have a vacation property. No, no. You're paying a tax because you're not the primary resident. Right. And that's anyone. So, right. So it doesn't, it's not, there's, there's not a different tax bracket for vacation right, rentals. Right. Just wanted to hit that. Okay. Um, the other thing you can do is if you're interested in investing in something in our market, you know, one thing we haven't talked a lot about on this episode, but in past episodes is the crazy appreciation that's happening right now. Mm. I mean, it's just bananas. You know, I literally, some properties are doubling in value. Um, so that's definitely a thing. And so it makes it a little bit out of reach to get that perfect home um, ready turnkey where you could just, you know, furnish it and start renting it. Uh, so one way to get around that is some people call it forced appreciation where you're buying something, you're going to fix it up a little. Maybe you do a remodel on the kitchen or you just do a refresh yeah. with paint. Um, maybe you're somehow adding a bedroom or, you know, splitting a large room yeah. and turning it into a four bedroom instead of a three bedroom or just something where you're forcing appreciation on that house and you're making it more valuable somehow. Right. Um, so that's good on the value of the house itself, but it's also, especially if you're adding a bedroom, oh, huge. you, you're um, in two more bodies to rent. Yeah, ex- at least, yeah. you know. I mean, I wouldn't put more than four people in a regular bedroom, right. like maybe two be- bunk beds, but that's that's quite a lot. So I'm 43. Maybe, I don't want to crawl up in a bunk bed. Yeah, maybe a bunk bed plus a regular queen bed or, you know, if you have enough r- space in that room. But right. that's just something to think about. Or the other thing is um, ADUs, right, additional dwelling units. Um, if you have a house and maybe you have a garage or some other... Conversions. Um, the, the city of Coeur d'Alene is trying to ease up a little bit because of the problems we're having with um, the escalation of prices. They're trying to make it a little bit easier for people to, um, uh, you know, build. And they've eased up a little bit on those ADU um, restrictions. Mm-hmm. So that's one way to increase the value of your property and also... I think that'd be huge, man. It, just a, the simple... Um, if you had a huge room or a basement and you just put a wall up, yeah, you, you have no idea. You literally have no idea the amount of money you just made yourself, yeah, by making two bedrooms. Right, it's phenomenal. So I I do want to touch on real quick the the high standards for cleanliness. Um, this is so big. You and don't want a dirty one, house. You not you only do you want there. not want a dirty house, but just little things like. I remember hearing someone talk about um, they they pulled back the comforter and there was a hair on the sheet, like one hair. But that was like a big deal to them because Crime that's scene. gross. Crime scene. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I get it. It's kind of gross, but you have to be like way meticulous about the cleanliness. No matter how old your property is, it better be clean right. and tidy, right? Yeah. Oh, and also just the quality of, um, I have a friend who she used to manage like over a hundred properties in a resort town. Um, and she said what some people mistakenly do is buy cheap furniture because they're not using it and they, if it gets ruined, um, they just throw it away. Right. Right. 
Well, no. You can't, you can't do <laughs> Don't that. Don't do that. No, no, no. <laughs> because no. one, it looks cheap. Two, it will get broken. Like, it, you know, if you're buying this flimsy, um, no. you know, tables or whatever, the, the stuff is not going to last. So her suggestion was 100%, like, buy the best quality of um, furniture and linens. and you know. Yeah, I've literally heard um, the same thing. I've never heard anybody kind of say, cut a dollar here, cut a dollar there on a vacation real scenario. Because mm-hmm. literally, your, your income is going to be so great on one of these things. And it's going to be even greater. Uh, the higher quality, you're going to get back what you put in it easily, I think. Well, it depends, right? Like if you overpay, um, I don't know. It just depends. And also it depends on how much you're going to use it for yourself. So everyone's different with their goals. Like some people, it's all about how much they're going to make. Right, but if you're strictly income property minded, Mm -hmm. and this is a home I built. I live in Oklahoma. I'm never going to Coeur d'Alene, but I know Mm -hmm. that a lot of people do. So I'm going to buy a home up there. I'm going to get it remodeled. I'm going to put nice stuff in there. I'm going to collect a paycheck. Yeah. Sitting in Oklahoma. <laughs> wrestling my cattle. <laughs> roping my cattle. Right. Yeah. Visiting with Blake Shelton. <laughs> you brought bananas up a minute ago, made me think of Blake Shelton <laughs> and his wife. Or the voice, yeah. yeah. Um. So the other thing, what was the other thing, Scooter? Well, you got 15 million things on here, so I, know. I don't know what. Oh, marketing and photos. So just. Oh. I mean, us as real estate agents, this just comes second nature. But Come on, man. Do, do not, do not take pictures of your home with your phone. <laughs> come on, man. That's like just. <laughs> I see man. you would like, I saw a $1.2 million property the other day. Had stuff on the counter and they were cell phone picture photographs. Mm-hmm. Thank you, but no. Or there's like three photos and you're like how am i supposed to know what we're getting right so definitely invest in um professional I, photography i know somebody yep <laughs> we have resources we for that do. so um but that i think we covered most everything now just real quick there the platforms we mentioned a couple uh airbnb vrbo or verbo some people say um, some people call it verbo they do. Come on. Really? Whatever. The commercials say no. Verbo. Yes, they do. John Legend says they VRBO. say Verbo. Does he sing Verbo? I'll have to listen to it. <laughs> I'll write him a letter if he sings Verbo. I've seen <laughs> where they say Verbo. Okay. okay. Um, Facebook, you can market yes. stuff on Facebook, yeah. right? Um, a lot of And then, do. of course, there's some specialty sites. So if you have, oh, we didn't really touch on themes. Say, say you have a fishing cabin. Ooh. Like on Hayden Lake, or maybe it's near the, uh, or you know, a quick drive to the shooting range, or maybe you want to do some horse, you know, retreat center or something. Like you could do a theme, and those actually do quite well if it's something that's popular. Um, yeah. And you know, there's other, there's other factors, but. You could find a specialty site. So there's some specialty sites for luxury properties. All I can think of is City Slickers. <laughs> Remember that movie? Yep. Billy Crystal that when they went on the ranch. <laughs> Norman. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. That was an awesome movie. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's. Yeah, the themes. That would be cool. So how cool would it be 
because uh, my father-in-law, his birthday was yesterday. Mm-hmm. And uh, for his birthday, um, my sister-in-law got him a four-person chartered uh, fishing a fishing charter yes. for Lake Coeur d'Alene. Right. And you get to pick uh, the two different st- uh, species of fish that you want to go after. Um, and I forget what they are, but um, how cool would it be to be in a vacation rental uh, from somewhere else, charter your, you and your buddies for a weekend up here and be <laughs> lakefront. Yeah. And you step outside and homeboy that's taking you out pulls up in his boat. Y'all ready? Right. Sure, man, let's go. <laughs> and you just walk outside after your hot cakes and hot coffee and you just step into the boat and yeah. go. So theme is cool because you have a fishing, a, a, the old fishing quarters. Right. That'd be cool. Yeah. And um, so... Obviously, we're on a lake, and there's so much, um, so many opportunities for waterfront properties. Now, some of those are quite expensive, right? But if you find one, for instance, down at Kid Island Bay, um, most of those homes, even if they're not on the water, have access to a, a dock. So you do get a dock slip um, or a slip in the dock, and then uh, you could partner with other organizations right like a vacate i mean a boat rental company exactly and um so you know some people i've heard um it's a li- there's a lot of liability if it's your own boat and you're including it so yeah. rather than doing that and taking on that extra liability um just partner with a company that already does that on a regular basis. Raise like your you rates. said, yep. they will come and um, drop the boat off to you or make arrangements, whatever. So just little things like that. We're back to the horse thing. You know, you could, if you're down the street from, um, I'm thinking of um, the shooting range over at Fernand, yeah. Fernand Gun Club. Yeah. Right? Like if you're down the street from that, maybe you make arrangements for them to get over there and do a, a shooting outing or yeah. Anyway, um, oh, actually, I don't know if that would be allowed because that's a private club. But you get the point. Right. Like, you just work with locals, and there's so much to do here. The boat rental thing is ginormous. Yes. Like, there's several, several companies that are doing stuff now um, promoting their boat rental services or just um, not having you buy a boat and you just long-term boat services where mm. you're down here forever how month, and they just bring you your boat and they, they store it. Or maybe it is your own boat, and but they store it, they fuel it for certain fees. But going out on that fishing trip. Yeah. So you go on a fish trip in the morning, homeboy picks you up, you go out, you catch a couple of fish, you high-five each other, you come back, you eat lunch, and then there's your pontoon boat waiting. Yeah. So then you go out and have even a dinner on your pontoon boat. Let's do it, Scooter. Just... Let's get a vacation rental. Go do it. Shoot. <laughs> Try me. I'm going to. Harbor, I already told you that. Harbor Island is also another hot spot. Talk Harbor Island's it. awesome. Heck yeah, it is. Because um, they got so that looking community. on a map, yeah. if for anyone who's listening to this who's not a, familiar with the area, um, everything's kind of centered around how close is it to downtown. And by downtown, they mean downtown Coeur d'Alene. And so um, a lo- if you look on the west side of the lake, you have Highway 95, and mm-hmm. you can pretty much get to – a lot of the um, waterfront properties. And marinas. And marinas uh, pretty easily, quickly. And then in the off-season, it's still easy to get down there because that highway is plowed. Yep. You know, it's all it's all Very good. well taken care of. But um, it's just something to be aware of. So if you're on the wet, on the east side of the lake, you know, it's going to take a lot longer to get down there. Those properties are gorgeous, though. I mean, mm. you're, if you're waterfront over there... Um, 
there's so many areas that. But if you're there, they enjoy the water. Yeah. You just get in your boat and drive wherever you want. Right. Corey does that. Yeah. Corey takes his boat um, and goes and visits the different um, restaurants on the on the water. Yeah. He takes his uh, family. Yep. That's man, that's awesome. Yep. So there we go. All right, y'all. That's Vacation it. rental verbo. <laughs> VRBO. Vacation rental by owner. Yes. And like literally, um, as salesy as it seems, we can help you. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're in another state, gosh, I would I hope that you guys are out there. If you're listening and you're in other states, that means we've reached you. That's cool. But if you're in another state and you're wondering about what goes on up here, we have massive um the all all the abilities we have that we can get prime video for you we can walk around video ourselves whatever you want to see we'll go out and do it we're workers five star service every step of the way boom <laughs> all right y'all we gonna give raft actually my snorkel tank's running out of air i gotta come back up we took a deep dive and it's time to go back to the boat <laughs> You're so good, Scooter. I'm not good. You should do this full time. This is just me. No, don't do I'm, that. I'm, You're selling real estate. I'm dumb in nature, <laughs> man. This is this is just me. I'm a goofball. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Okay, y'all. So, wait, real quick. Get oh, here touch. we go. Get comma. In touch, comma. Um, if you are interested in mm. any of this, Plugs. you can either uh, go to lakecdarealestate.com. And I say that fast, so I'll... Slow down. CDA stands for Coeur d'Alene. So LakeCDARealEstate.com. And um, just go to the team page and you'll see. All our bios. Corey and Jared's bios are on there as well. Mm -hmm. Um, We are a team of like serious professionals that all really get along. And uh, we all uh, help each other. So um, pick somebody you think would uh, uh, do great with you and your personality and call them up. It's a simple conversation. I like to have it. Okay, now I'm done. All right, you done? I'm done. No commas left. <laughs> All right, y'all. Y'all have a good one. We'll see you on the next one. Bye-bye.